I'm your host, Leah Larson. Utah legislature is down to the final two days of the 45-day annual general session. Mornings on Capitol Hill are starting earlier, evenings are running later, and Utah's part-time lawmakers are rushing to send bills to Governor Spencer Cox for signature. Politics journalist and columnist Robert Gerke explains the mad dash of legislating in these final moments to managing editor Grant Burningham. With us to talk about the legislative session's final days is columnist Robert Gerke. Robert, thanks for talking to us. Yeah, good to be here. The session's been going on for two months at this point, or nearly two months, but this is kind of crunch time. Um, Can you kind of describe the chaos, which is the final days of the session? Yeah, so the the last week of the session really is, uh, as you call it, crunch time. Uh, They're in session for about 10 hours a day, if not more, passing bills. It really, at the end, a, a frantic pace. Adam Brown, a professor at Brigham Young University, has has crunched some data. And uh, on average, the last week of the session, we see about 257 bills passed compared to 238 for the first six weeks. So they do more than half the work in this last week. Um, and and it's, it's a lot to try to keep track of. And we've seen some hints that there might be some big things kind of hidden under the surface, like sharks at this point. Uh, Brian Schott had something about a $1 billion infrastructure bill, which we haven't seen yet. There was a amendment to a uh, food truck bill, which changed how cities can deal with ATVs. How common is it to, to have things pop up, which we've had no sign of so far? By this time, we pretty much have an idea of what's going to be in play. The uh, the, the ATV food truck bill got some uh, adjustments um, and they sent it back over to the House with an amendment that, according to the sponsor of the amendment, Moab City is OK with the infrastructure bill. This is always something that they do at the very end. And basically, it's just here is where we're going to spend our money on roads and buildings. And and it comes out late every session. So they're, they they work until the absolute deadline on on the budget bills and on the infrastructure bills and on the budget bills you know one of the things we were watching coming in is uh, there were a couple big asks by the governor for affordable housing and for uh, homeless services the money that has been allocated there is really not anywhere near what the governor was looking for and so there's going to be some negotiations and another one that advocates were really big on uh, coming into the session was optional full day kindergarten they thought that they had that one lined up and then the money didn't come through the way they expected. So they're scrambling to try to get money for that. So these are all things that are still very much in play. I think we'll just have to, you know, we'll have to watch them right up until midnight on Friday. What have the biggest surprises been of the session for you? Um, honestly, some of the biggest surprises are the bills that didn't pass, things that I thought might get some traction and didn't. The school voucher bill that got voted down, uh, the election reform bill that Representative Phil Lyman had that would have done away with mail-in balloting got defeated. Yesterday, uh, a bill was held in committee that Senator Johnson had that would prohibit teaching divisive topics. These are all things that were sort of causes by the sort of conservative wing of the Republican Party, and they'd really mobilized and made a, made a lot of noise about them coming in. But at the end of the day, the legislature, I guess, maybe cooler heads prevailed, um, but none of these bills are getting through. One of the bills that 
does look like it might get through is this bill that uh, Representative Kara Birkeland has, uh, and we'll be watching this one in the last couple of days. It's supposed to govern how transgender athletes compete in sports, uh, whether they're allowed to compete in sports. Initially, there was language in there that would have had this commission looking at physical traits. Um, I think they've toned some of that down. Uh, but that one right now is pending over in the Senate. Nobody is really happy about that one right now. The conservative wing thinks it doesn't go far enough and advocates on LGBTQ issues thinks it goes too far and is unnecessary and discriminatory. So that one has passed the House. It's waiting in the Senate and uh, will be among those bills in this uh, final flurry. One other one I think that's worth watching is the Inland Port revisions. Uh, this is the bill that would take off uh, Salt Lake County and Salt Lake City's represent representation on the Inland Port Board. Um, it would also give the Salt Lake City back some of the tax increments, some of the tax funding that it, it was would otherwise lose. And so this is a bill that was very controversial early on, got negotiated uh, into something that I think people can live with, but uh, it's it's pending over in the Senate as well. All right, Robert Gerke, thanks so much for talking to us. Yeah, thank you, Grant. And next, Zach Podmore gives an update on his reporting about regional AAA employees' fight for a new contract. This is Tribune reporter Zach Podmore. Around two dozen sales agents for the auto insurance company AAA traveled from Northern California to Farmington, Utah on Wednesday. The workers, who recently unionized with the Teamsters, are demanding the company negotiate a contract with the union and modify a two-tier salary system that they say results in far lower pay for recent hires. Union members said they were blocked from attending the annual meeting of the regional AAA branch, which adjourned in under five minutes Wednesday morning. The Teamsters said they will attempt to organize AAA agents in Utah while they're visiting the state. You can read more on Zach's story at sltrib.com. On Wednesday, Utah health officials reported 461 new COVID-19 cases and an additional 19 deaths. The Utah National Guard has started to remove the two Black Hawk helicopters that crashed last week from the mountain near Snowbird. The effort to pull the pair of military helicopter off the mountain will require the deployment of another larger helicopter. They'll use a tandem rotor CH-47 Chinook from the Nevada National Guard to sling load the crash helicopters off the mountain. Once safely delivered to the Heber Valley Airport, they'll load the Blackhawks on trucks and drive them to an aviation support facility in West Jordan. And that's it for today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to The Daily Buzz and let your friends know about the podcast. Do you have a tip for the newsroom or want to reach out to The Daily Buzz? Send us an email at thedailybuzz.sltrib.com. And thanks to the Tribune's Joel Cardenas for editing the Daily Buzz and local band, the Pelicans, for our music. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye.